Symphony of Shadows, Second Movement, Miome Distel. Welcome to the Jungle, Brings Two. The slippery bitch was quick and dirty. Red wouldn't have anything less. The Kraken was giving chase, but every moment brought her closer to the Firefox. The situation was proper fucked, and all Red knew was that she was going to take advantage of it. I take what I want, she smiled to herself, and I want to be in control. We're approaching, said the helmsman. Prepare to enter the atmosphere. We're coming in hot, ma'am. When we enter, I want you to immediately loop us around and intercept the Kraken. Yes, ma'am. Red switched on the comms. Are you bitches ready for a fucking dogfight? The response was a collective barking noise. Buckle up, then. Red put on her helmet and motioned to the pilot. He pulled off the engine and the thrusters engaged, flipping the ship around. Gravity clobbered her sideways, and then the pilot pulled the engine throttle. It was like being thrown against a wall and then punched repeatedly in the guts. Her vision went dark for a moment. Red gritted her teeth and growled, willing her consciousness back. She watched as the pilot wobbled and slumped. Thank the gods for autopilot, Red thought. She looked out the window as they finally entered the atmosphere. Her eyes widened at the sight. It had been a while since she'd been planetside, and even then she'd never been to Earth. She'd only seen the ruined landscapes of engineered life carved into the inhospitable planets of the Constellation Sector. But this is not Earth. What is this planet? It didn't matter now. Right now, she had to deal with Woods. Ready to disengage. Mongrel, go. Wolf, go. Hound, go. Red didn't hesitate in pressing the flashing green button on her screen. The slippery bitch clicked and released three cruisers from the main body. Guns pointed upwards. Fire, she roared. Cybele knew what Red was up to. She was just being Red, though, so he didn't hold it against her. Focus our shields on the keel. She'll be aiming for our bellies. A moment later, the slippery bitch was not one, but four heavily armed cruisers as the larger ship transformed. Lasers snapped and deflected against the Kraken's shield as it entered the planet's atmosphere. Cybele watched as Woods passed out, but the rest of his crew was more metal than man. They were part of the ship and his consciousness was literally plugged into it. Return fire! A heavy machine gun thrummed like a drum roll from the Kraken. Red's crew scattered. They'll be trying to circle us. Head straight for the Firefox and cover our back. The ship responded to his direction and they moved northeast. Red's pack filed in behind but were kept at a distance by the material machine gun. Red knew well he couldn't keep this up for long. Cybele reduced the rate of fire to conserve bullets, but they were starting to gain again. One of them broke off from the pack, accelerating towards starboard. The others opened fire and their own material. Cybele veered to port and another cruiser accelerated to their leeward. Red was boxing them in. One of the Novas stood and hoisted a rocket launcher over her shoulder. I'll be right back, she said. The armored soldier entered the airlock and was out and on top of the Kraken a moment later. One of Red's dogs was getting close. Cybele let loose the rest of the material bullets, but the cruiser easily dodged, right into an RPG. The cruiser erupted in a volcanic blast and fell to the ground below. 
Cybele watched as the Nova loaded another shell from her belt with practiced efficiency. What is that? shouted Woods. Cybele looked and saw a glowing, purple... mountain. There was no time to consider as Red's pack pressed their advantage, no longer concerned by the machine gun. Instead, they started shooting the Kraken with their own material ammo. Cybele tried to dodge, but they were starting to circle in and bullets began ripping through the hull. The Nova topside loosed her rocket as Cybele veered. Poor timing. The combined force of momentum in the rocket caused the soldier to lose her footing, and the RPG struck the Kraken's own stern. Cybele immediately lost control of the ship as it spun towards the planet's surface. The other Novas had somehow gotten Woods strapped into one of their suits, and they all jumped ship, guns ready. Their suits roared to life and propelled them upwards. The rest of his crew made for parachutes. Cybele had no need for one, as he had boosters built into his feet and back. One by one, they jumped from the open airlock. The remainder of Red's pack flew past the corpse of the Kraken, but they were already maneuvering around for another sortier. Novas flew around like hawks in the air, though, and opened fire with small missiles on the backs of the three cruisers. One got a hit, and the engine smoked and died. The cruiser slowly angled towards the ground. To Cybele's great surprise, the other two followed the damaged one instead of continuing the chase. Must have been red. Lucky shot, thought Cybele. Although with the Novas, Cybele doubted there was much luck to it. He engaged his boosters, and fire burst from him. His body was yanked by the force, but he did not feel it. His metal body, cold and numb. Cybele followed the Novas, but kept an eye on his crew, whose parachutes were starting to engage. It was going to be a rough landing for them. A vein of river pulsed through the area, and dense trees bulged green across the landscape. Never had he seen so much life. He communicated a rendezvous point for the rest of his crew, and several minutes later they were all cutting their way out of their chutes, trapped in the canvas of trees. As some were still trying to make it to the ground, the Novas arrived with Woods leading them. Are you all right, Captain? he asked. Fine. Think most of us are still alive? We need a plan, Woods observed. And let me guess, you have one. Woods didn't blink. We're too far from the Firefox by foot and would be easily overwhelmed without a ship of our own. With the Kraken gone, the Firefox may be our only way off this planet. We have the Steel Stallion, but it's too big to land here, and we'll probably have our hands full with Red's fleet. Red has the advantage with our two remaining cruisers. Warn the Steel Stallion by radio and tell them to send help. In the meantime, we make toward that. Even on the jungle floor, Cybele could see the glowing purple mountain through the green. Lieutenant Rashid tells me there's an encrypted signal coming from that direction. Seems like a trap, Cybele growled. Woods shrugged. Possibly, but doubtful. It's no ordinary signal. The lieutenant tells me it uses an encryption from some time ago. When's that? asked Cybele. No, wait, let me guess. As old as that drive that led us into this mess. Woods nodded. There could be survivors there, or at least some information on this planet. Lieutenant Rashid will send a couple of his men to track down Red while we investigate. You'll bring her back alive to me. Cybele glared at the lieutenant. The Nova didn't flinch, but turned his head towards Woods. Woods raised an eyebrow. Captain, she tried to kill us. She will answer for what she's done, but space is about to be a clusterfuck, and if we kill her, Red's fleet will cause a lot of damage. 
kill many of my people. He's more valuable as a hostage. Do you disagree? Cybele stepped forward to the Nova, hands on hips, and drew himself to his full height, coming even with the Nova. The Nova was still as steel. Cybele's own face mirrored back to himself in the lieutenant's visor. Woods placed a hand on Cybele's shoulder and said, You are correct, of course. We will bring her back alive and will hand her over to you for proper judgment. Cybele nodded, satisfied for now. They were wasting valuable time and Woods seemed trustworthy enough. The bitch won't go without a fight, though. He radioed up to the Steel Stallion and learned the fighting had already started. Radio them. Say Red's alive, but we have her captive. You have Red? asked Bonnie over the comms. No, but we will. By time. I don't care what you have to do, but we need time. Keep this line open. Yes, Captain, responded Bonnie. Good luck. Cybele disconnected and watched as two Novas flew low in the air towards Red's crash site. Red ejected herself and the pilot from her ship. The cockpit detached from the rest of the ship and shot upward. It felt like her spine was going to shatter. Still alive, though, she thought. Those fucking Nova cocksuckers. Two chutes sprung out on either side of the cockpit and slowed its descent. Suddenly, something struck the front chute, and instead of a gentle ride to the forest floor, they were barreling towards the earth. Red looked down. Fuck, fuck, fuck! They were falling too fast, and the trees rushed up towards them. All she could do was brace for impact. The chute must have caught on a tree because they jerked sideways for a painful moment. Then the front of the cockpit slammed into a branch and they were spinning. Red heard the pilot vomit into his own helmet and Red almost did the same. Air rushed from her chest and she gasped, desperate for her breath. Red tried to orient herself. She looked out the window, which was cracked to shit, and realized the cockpit had landed sideways. She unbuckled herself and unlatched the cockpit opening. Red heaved, pushing it away from them with a titanic effort. It didn't budge. You gonna help, fucker? She spat at the helmsman. Sorry, ma'am, he gasped, pressing one hand onto the glass. Three, two, one, push! Red shouted, and they both pushed with all their might. It moved slightly, enough for them both to wriggle out from the cockpit. Red's suit and helmet were still on, but her sensors indicated there was breathable air so she took it off and checked on the pilot. Y'all right? The pirate groaned. Think I broke my arm. Better than your leg. Get up. We have to move. Red helped unbuckle him and radioed Mongrel and Hound. You two all right? Making our way back to you, ma'am. We saw the landing. Looked rough. Did you see what happened? She asked. Definitely a sniper shot. Not sure where it came from, though. Those fucking Novas, no doubt. How are you going to get us out of here? Hard to say, ma'am. You landed in a tough spot, especially if those Novas are on your tail. Your best bet would be to head towards the river. We'll send a waypoint and pick you up. An orange waypoint appeared on Red's HUD, about two clicks away. Come on, we're moving. Red hoisted the pilot from where he sat, and the man gingerly held his arm. Red reached into the broken cockpit and grabbed their go bags. The heat and humidity was oppressive and Red's tar-covered lungs screamed in agony as they jogged toward the river. It wasn't long before she slowed. The gravity here also felt slightly heavier than the fake shit on Providence. Eventually, the jungle became too tangled to even run, and soon her long plasma knife was out, hacking away at vines and branches. As they drew closer to the river, the ground grew damp. It almost became marsh, and they were forced back inland at one point after wading waist-deep in mud. 
They were getting close and not soon enough. Red swore she could hear the Nova's suit engines humming ever closer. They must have found the cockpit, which meant they would be close behind. What the f- Ah! The pilot screamed, and Red turned instinctively pulling out her pistol. All she saw was a dagger-sharp claw ripped down the side of her face. Her pistol flew behind her and pain overtook her as she hit the ground. Red stared out of her one good eye to see a creature that looked like a tiger and a crocodile fucked each other. She slashed blindly forward and must have hit something meaty because the creature stepped back and growled. Red forced herself upwards, blood streaming down her face and onto her chest. Her attention darted around for the pistol, but she'd lost it in the confusion. Whatever hit Red had scored on the tiger croc, it must have been shallow because it was moving closer now, albeit more warily. Red didn't hesitate. She spread her arms wide and let out a feral roar. She was going to kill this fucker, whatever it was, and with her bare fucking hands if she had to. The tiger croc backed off a little and started to circle Red. She lashed out, trying to keep the beast in front of her. She also angled sideways, her eyes searching for the pistol. Where in the gods fucking assholes is that shit pilot? The tiger croc caught Red trying to look for the pistol and struck. It sprung forward, jagged-toothed mouth wide open and aiming for her neck. She tried to roll away, but her boot caught in some mud. She fell on her side, hard, and lost the boot. The tiger croc missed, just barely, but it was already turning and about to have her leg for breakfast. Red chucked her knife at the beast, but it dodged nonchalantly and pounced for her. A beam of light tore through the tiger croc's head mid-lunge. Its force continued forward, landing on Red's waist and pressing her deeper into the mud. The pilot appeared over her, sticking her pistol in his pants. Sorry it took so long, ma'am, said the pilot. You really tossed this thing far. Bless the fucking gods. Now help get this thing off me. Red looked at his broken arm. Still have the one good one. After too long a time, she managed to wriggle out from under the creature. It had landed on her boot, but they had no time to waste. They just made quite a bit of noise, and it would lead the Novas straight to them. They tried for a run again, but the both of them could only walk, and almost too exhausted for even that. They weren't going to last much longer. Red could hear the river rushing clearly now ahead of them, and she drank in the neutral smell of the water, their salvation. Ready for pickup, hostiles approaching. Even with the sound of the river, she could hear the odd mechanical noise of the Nova suits marking their closeness. If either of you have a shot, take it. Yes, yes ma'am. Mongrel and Hound responded. A beam of light punctured a tree beside them as if it were paper. Side to side, Red yelled at the pilot. They split up and weaved through the dense trees. Another shot passed by, low into the ground as if they were aiming for her legs. She realized they were trying to take her alive. Stupid bolt for brains, Red thought. Nova location about a half a click behind me. Make some noise for me, boys. Mongrel and Hound barked, and a moment later, a torrent of fire rained down from above. Trees tumbled like dominoes to the forest floor, great creaking timbers echoing their cries all around them. It must have done something because the sniper fire stopped. A moment later, Red and the pilot were by the river, and she could see Hound's ship descending quickly while Mongrel continued laying down cover fire. Red and the pilot stopped as they came to a ten-meter drop to the river, they were going to need to jump. It wasn't a choice. Hound pulled up and got as close as he could, opening the narrow airlock. 
She was ready for it, until she heard a thump sound behind her and saw something round and gray arc above her head. It landed directly in the airlock. Delta Stern, yelled Red into her comms, unsure of what else to say. Hound responded, but too late. The grenade exploded, and Hound's cruiser spun down and crashed into the river. Blow it up, mongrel. Unleash fucking hell. Red belted as she took the pilot by the arm and jumped into the river. The sky filled with flame and the earth shook. Even the water rattled as they plunged into it. Warmth coursed above them as they were swept down the river. Symphony of Shadows is a production of Synapse Radio. Written, produced, and performed by J.S. Rose. Follow us on Instagram at Synapse Radio and Twitter at Connect2Synapse. That's the number two. Or visit our website for all things awesome, synapse-radio.com. <laughs>